Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis as it was intended. Scoutala, you're back. Oh my God. I don't even know what to say. I feel so happy hearing you say hello and welcome back to OK Sis podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Scout and I am emerging from maternity leave. You're emerging as the newly minted MILF that you are. I, hello, I'm Mads. I didn't say my name. You know, the past couple weeks of me doing OK Sis Alone, obviously you were dearly missed and I missed the banter for sure. But honestly, like, should I make a solo pod? (laughs) Fuck off, first of all. Second of all, I was like, it's going to be so funny because I feel like I'm going to look at the stats of our downloads and like, the ones where I'm not on it are no. like just you are going to like totally sore or something no. like that. I was like, I feel I like mean, Mads is way made more for the mic than I am. No, I mean, the energy is just different when it's both of us, but I did take on a whole, it felt like me doing my YouTube videos. Like it felt like that type of feeling and energy. Yeah. And I think I just missed that in my life. So I know uh, the YouTube situation is like a whole thing. I've like written in my manifestation that I'm going to try to pick it back up, but it's just way too time consuming and expensive. But if I, yeah, I have some thoughts because you are coming to San Diego next week. We're going to have like an okay sis podcast day with Lily and that's my daughter and I have a daughter. Um, (laughs) I know how fucking weird is that? (laughs) That's very strange. I have some thoughts around how we can make this work because I do think there's an opportunity for some for some stuff. So we'll talk solo situation. Some solo situations. We'll talk next week because I think that there, you know, okay, sis is both of us together and it's both of us separate. So I think there's some room here versus the two of us killing ourselves in the content game elsewhere. Yeah. Just like using the platform we've built to just branch off and do other things maybe or just like to no not to branch off into other things but give give more to the sisterhood give more dynamic okay so i was sitting on the couch though we're all about giving more to the sisterhood that is for sure oh i have a really oh actually maybe i shouldn't say this okay just wait, keep wait, going wait wait i have to tell you about this moment where okay. So you were like, oh, I liked being by myself. Da, 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 da. I'm sitting on the couch with Adam and Lily and he's like showing me what his friend DM'd him and his friend DM'd him saying this just came up on my explore page and it's a reel of you saying that you prefer a snug dick versus a big dick. Yeah. So I just want you to know that that's coming up on the explore page of the extended community. Yeah, that's that's intended. That's what reels do is they are, (laughs) they go to the wider community. So (laughs) the thing is, you know, I really, I set an intention when I posted that on TikTok and I said to Alyssa, our intern, I said, if this doesn't go viral, I give up. It did not go viral. And it's just 
so fascinating <laughs> because I I don't know what other content I could be giving. I could, I don't know how much more of my pussy I could be spread eagling on this podcast for me for me to get go viral on TikTok. Like what we got OnlyFans it. What else does TikTok want? Like that is the most perfect piece of viral content. I'm so confused. Like I'm just. Do you know what? We should close down our OK Says podcast TikTok and start a whole new one. Because TikTok must have us, I don't know. First of all, fuck TikTok. But. I, I posted on my personal TikTok. I've been posting the reels on my personal TikTok because they've been looking fantastic. Can I just say how TikTok is stupid? Because you have 33,000 followers on TikTok and I was going through your TikToks and it's like 500 views. I'm like, you get more engagement on Instagram. And yet for some reason you are a slave to TikTok who is giving you nothing in return. Yeah. The views are low. The views have been very low. That's the whole point though. That like you, I'd rather have more views than more followers. But let's, let's hold on. So the views though on reels are also ex- exceptionally low. You know what I've come into, and we're going to get into this whole episode of our 2023 mindset shifts, because I think there is something happening where I've become a little like too strategic, if that makes sense. Like I have been following so many TikTok growth experts, you know, like what to do and how to, you know, go with the algorithm and hashtag strategy and all these things. And then I saw a TikTok the other day was just like, just abandon all that bullshit. Like just post, post what you want, be super authentic and raw and whatever. And so I've been doing the day in my life, which I love doing. And again, it also kind of mirrors what I was doing with YouTube. So I think it all is kind of coming all together. You know what I mean? And it's super, a lot more approachable for me to do those on TikTok and reels rather than YouTube. And I initially, when I posted them on Instagram, they were doing so well. Now they get maybe 200, 200 views. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Like how embarrassing if someone is going through my feet. I think we should just not make content. No, but that's, but this is my, this is my realization is I'm like, cause Ben was telling me, he's like, do you like to do it? I said, I love it. I love it as a nostalgic thing. I love to go back to it. It's something that I'm, I love to record or like document my days. And he was like, okay, that's it. Then you don't care about the views. Like just don't care about it. It sucks when it's like obviously directly correlated to your business like it is for Camber, but there is something about the energy if you pu- if you just don't give a shit and it comes out from this like more effortless place, then ultimately you get more views almost. This is really timely because on my maternity leave I obviously wasn't working for 4 weeks, but I had I still had that like creative urge to do things and so I started posting more on my Instagram and I honestly immediately fell into this trap of being upset about numbers, being upset about growth, being upset about this, being upset about that. Two of my reels went like kind of viral in the last couple weeks. And I was like, oh, great. So I'm just going to do that. And I did it and I got 200 views. And I'm like, this is such like we get, and you know what, this is so timely. And I think this is definitely one of the mindset that we can get into. It's like, we need to fucking drop the content creation as a part of our mental energy. It doesn't give back to us. It fucks us up. It doesn't make us like lead with our intuition and lead with our creativity and lead with what feels good. And it makes us feel badly about ourselves when we're literally on a podcast talking to a community of thousands of women that we fucking grown, that we love and cherish. And like, it's fucking dope. It's, I fucking like, we, I think, just like, oh, fuck TikTok. Like, fuck it all. Fuck, fuck it all. Like, 
ever, ever since videos came onto the platform, I, I want to fucking it's, die. Yeah, the video revolution has really fucked us all. And it's just been, I agree. I think I'm, I, you know, I was listening to this one TikTok and the, the girl was just saying to drop everything, you know, drop all that bullshit because then you become like a slave to the algorithm. Like I've been doing all these like crazy strategies with SEO and da da da. People are like, put keywords in your captions. And I've been doing all that for Camber. Has it worked? So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, why am I? Yeah, why am I slaving? And even if it were to work maybe once or twice, then yeah. you are a slave to it and you have to do. So it was an interesting perspective to kind of shift a little bit. And I'm done with that more like heavily strategic. I mean, obviously you need to be a little bit when it's your business, but there's something about the just rawness and just like, Hey, I'm going to post this. It doesn't like, it is what it is. I don't care if it does well. You don't care. You're not outcomes oriented. That's actually one of my mindset shifts we're going to get into, but you're more obsessed with the process of it and the creativity that comes with it. And that's what's happening with my day in the life. So I do it because I love doing it during the day. I don't, I, I need to literally post it and not look at it. Like, I don't want to know. Why hasn't Lily made an appearance? You've seen her so many times. So the day I haven't done one in San Diego, so that is why um, That's I usually. I know I usually do them more. Oh, my but you should. Will you do one? Well, we'll be together. We're having a whole day together on Tuesday after this episode airs. Yeah, you, I'll me do that. and Lily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the topic of social meds, how are you feeling about the new Instagram notes, aka AIM away messages? Oh, I don't know what those are. I couldn't tell if it was like. I just saw them yesterday and I didn't, I didn't know what they were. You know, just another facet for us to be witty and meme-like. Literally, I was sitting there for two hours trying to think of one and I was like, this is ridiculous. What is wrong with you? I looked at it and I was like, I'm not doing that. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a hyperbolic gal. So I'm, you know, I didn't sit there for two hours, but I did sit there and was like, oh my God, let me think of something witty and funny. And then I caught myself and I was like, no, I cannot be a slave to this, to this <laughs> meme-like <laughs> generation of content. <laughs> like it's enough. Okay. Well, let's get back to conversation about like how much you missed me. I know. So I did miss you. I missed the sisterhood and the banter for sure. Doing interviews alone is like not, I do enjoy it, but it is, it's just different. It's a different energy. It's a different energy. Can I say one thing about emerging from maternity leave and having a baby girl and a daughter and all the things? Sure. Is something that I am so surprised about. This is going to sound weird. So just take it for what it is. It's like how much joy my daughter brings other people like you. Yeah. Like mom, I honestly, like I didn't expect her to literally like people need to see her, like the family, like my friend said she's like a drug and she like needs to come back and see Lily. Mom texted me this morning and said, I want to have a good start to my morning and feel grateful. Can you please send me new photos of Lily to start my day off right. She's the background of like all of your phones. Grandma was like dying because I brought her to lunch. I just, I never expected it. She's an immediate serotonin boost. And so I have a whole folder on my phone of all Lily pics and I just sit there and like stare at them and zoom in on her That's cheeks. so crazy. I mean, I do it, but I'm her mother. Every single person I meet, I'm like, want to see my niece? And they're just like... <sighs> 
sure. And I'm like, look, I hate babies, but like this one, I promise, is like the cutest one on the planet. So like, and every single person without a doubt is like, wait, that's a newborn baby. Like babies are not supposed to be cute when they're newborns, which is something I learned is that newborns are actually ugly and then they turn mm-hmm. cute as babies. But mm-hmm. like Lily just came out of the vagine, actually came out of the stomach looking like a model. I mean, oh my God, we should do that TikTok where it's like, my name is Bella Hadid. Like she's Bella Hadid. <laughs> she's Bella Hadid. <laughs> my name is Bella Hadid. <laughs> my daughter did come out extraordinarily cute. And that's been confirmed by like strangers. Confirmed. She's like just the the brightness that we need in this in this world like it is it is the most amazing update and change to your life i know also like everything we can talk about this another day but like everything they taught us about motherhood is a lie all the fears that you and i had lies 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 yep i knew i knew that was going to be the case and i'm really happy that you stumbled upon the sahil blooms quote i think i had sent it to you or told you about him you did tell me about him i fucking love that man like there are a few men that i die for and like content wise that like light me up you know what I mean like there's you know I think I have a celebrity crush okay well let me finish my thought first so there are a few men's content on the internet let me clarify you know what I mean like I'm not very I don't really like consume male content because they're usually just too pragmatic and void of any emotion and I'm just that's not where I am at in my life but Sahil Bloom and Jay Shetty both have this approach to content that's like still very analytic focused and stat focused, but then also emotional and productivity. And there is just this beautiful energy that is coming out of those two men. And I I enjoy them thoroughly. Well, they have a level of introspection and sensitivity. Right. Which like, I just feel like men don't really do. So that's why I, I feel so drawn towards them. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You're on a Jay Shetty train. I'm obs- like, it's a little weird. Like I'm a little too obsessed. It's like, I know I'm a little concerned. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wait, what, um, what was your celebrity crush? Oh, so if like the closest, you know, I'm not like the biggest celebrity crush girl, but I'm thinking now if I had to have a celebrity crush, it's Ryan Reynolds. That's really weird. I think because it's like a whole package situation of like, he's funny, he's good looking. He's a hilarious, like I like his relationship with Blake Lively, which makes me like him more. Like they're so funny together. He sends, he puts, he posted a photo of him at Disneyland and he wrote, my daughter is obsessed with Disneyland. I can't wait to tell her how it was today. Jesus. I mean, look, Ryan Reynolds, yes, is is a cutie patootie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you like know. His, like the way he like relates to his wife and the, like their whole family is just goals. Mm, okay. So maybe you're just like, you're just a family woman now. So you're. I'm into Ryan Reynolds as a dad. Sure. That's what it is. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah. You're probably yeah. going to see like dads in a whole new light. Yeah, because I see my husband in a whole new light as a dad. Adam is like Saint. 25 times hotter now, you know? That's great. Yeah. I can, I, can, I can imagine that, like seeing your partner become an amazing dad, like could be super sexy. It really is. It, and now my explore page is all reels of dads and babies. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> together. Um, like together. <laughs> okay. All right. So cool. I was going to say something about me ovulating, but then I couldn't connect it to like something else. So then that just. Do you want to just share the fact that you, the thought in your mind? What is it? 
That's it. I'm ovulating now. That, oh, you are ovulating. It's, yeah. a, it's just a statement. It's a statement. It's a fact of life. The ovulation is is around. Exciting. It's very exciting. Oh, so I can't really like, I can't cycle sync or cycle track right now. Mm. Because breastfeeding, you don't get your period. And so like ovulation's all messed up. Mm. So I have to Could like. Could you get pregnant use, right now? So you know what? I need to speak with like Elisa Vidi about this. Yeah, we gotta get her back. You know how doctors doctors lie to you, like they just do. So I've heard that you can't get pregnant while you breastfeed. I heard that it's very rare to get pregnant while you breastfeed. I've heard like, but not out of the realm of possibility. But like ovulation happens, like your period happens because you ovulated. So if I'm not ovulating or if I'm not getting my period, I'm not ovulating. Mm, so mm. how could I get pregnant? Like it's not adding up in my mind. So I need to speak with Elisa. We got to get Elisa back on. Elisa back on. We got to get her on because I, I have some questions. I yeah. have some follow-up questions. I have a hot tip for all the sisters out there. For those that are uh, that enjoy the holiday season, unlike Scoutala, you know, I'm noticing okay, a lot. Of- that's like a really, that's a really. Is it on trail? Really. Is it untrue? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't dis... That is like, I'm not the fucking Grinch. You're indifferent. You're indifferent. I'm not indifferent. You know, this year I'm getting a little more into it. I ordered Hanukkah decorations from Amazon. I'm going to put them all over my house because it's Lily's first Hanukkah. Okay, wait, but... I'm going to Palm Springs to celebrate Christmas with mom or like Hanukkah, but I... The most like un-Christmas thing to do is go to Palm Springs where it's like 100 degrees. Okay, listen. So I am a well-known Christmas-loving Jew and... <laughs> I just have a tip for the sisterhoods that love Christmas who, you know, you could be Jewish and or you could actually celebrate Christmas. It works both ways. Watch the holiday when you are ovulating. Or just like any rom-com. Sure. I'm just saying this has been my experience in the past couple days. I watched the, the holiday while I was ovulating and Jude Law, <laughs> I mean, ignited something within my soul I mean, he does every time I watch the holiday, but like specifically this time I was like, oh, it like gut punched me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Let's move on. What's this cough? What the fuck is this cough that you have? So it's a lingering cough from the flu from like four weeks ago. (laughs) And it is still alive and well, but we're okay. We're feeling okay. All right. Should we, should we get into current fixations yeah let's do it except i don't fucking have one okay so. i'll do one i'll do mine and maybe i'll something. do one after you okay well first i have like so many current fixations because i feel like we haven't done it in a while i do want to touch on that i'm currently participating in the to be magnetic manifestation challenge and all any sisters if you guys are also doing the challenge slide into my dms because i just i want to be like around anyone who is doing this work it is just so powerful to know like there's like a little wink wink where you're just like oh you're doing this work okay we're on the same wavelength in terms of self-development and growth anyways so i highly recommend you it's still not too late to jump on the bandwagon um i think it's like week two and i mean if you listen to this podcast you know how much this platform like means to us and so i would encourage everyone to check it out but my actual current fixation is one of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head now i have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that i just can't figure out what to do with yeah i keep asking you to tame those down but they seem to be very stubborn Yes, I know Mads. 
After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I got the Beast Smoothie Maker for Hanukkah. Wow. 
So you've been a beast girly for a bit and I was always really jealous of you. And I have, you know, this year ignited my smoothie. This is like me being like, I finished watching and you're like, wasn't that like a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> so the, I'm a year too late. So this is the, this is the telltale sign of a good Hanukkah present is I've wanted this since last Hanukkah. So I yes. held out one year and I was like, if I still want it, I need it. So it is incredible. I'm obsessed. It's chic. It's cute. I love it. I love that you can drink out of the actual smoothie like machine. That's that's the biggest thing for me is I love that part. And I'm obsessed. It's my current fixation. I don't like that it doesn't fit into the cup holder of your car. Oh, see, I will never be a portable drink girly. See, but like I go to the office, so I make made a smoothie for myself and I wanted to drink it like on the way to the office. Oh, but then don't, and then you just put it in the sink or something. See, that's the issue. It's like, I need to rinse that shit out right away. Yeah, I have a kitchen in my office. Okay, well, you know. So, yeah, I love it. Oh, very good. So, I could say that my current fixation is Lily Constantine, because, duh. But I will give a product. Cool. Is my LV pump. I was just pumping here while we were recording. I don't even think you noticed. Um, and it sits in my bra. Like, so the pumps, I use like a medical grade pump. I use the Spectra for the first four weeks. They say to use that one to like really ensure milk supply. One of my LVs just died on me though. So I took them out. So they each get whatever. Anyways. So the Spectra one, you have to like plug in, you got this big thing, you're walking around, like you can't like do anything with it, but the LV just sticks into your bra. And so I have pumped twice today while working or being on calls and nobody knows. And it's amazing because without this, I'd have to like sit down 20 minutes, take it out of my day, da 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 da. But with the LV, I can be on the go. I can put it over a sweatshirt. Like it's just this little, I'll show you Mads right here. There's like breast milk under there and it just puts into my bra and I'm going to go put it in the fridge in a second. We might have to pause. And it's just, there's so many things that you do when you become a mom that obviously take away from your time. Like you have to, you know, she's crying. You got to do this. You got to do that, whatever. You have to clean the bottles, etc. It's nice for something that has to happen like every two to three hours to be optimized and yeah. save me time. So I don't have to like sit there and be like, oh fuck, I got to go pump. I can do this while multitasking. And I think that was like, anything that makes me feel more free as if I'm not chained down to this process or chained down to this da da da, da is so worth it. So any new moms, it's a pricey pump. I know that. Put it on your registry or wait to buy it just because sometimes women don't get their breast milk and then they go to formula anyway. So you don't want to buy it. And then like you're not breastfeeding at week five or six because I just started using it. But if you are a new mom, put it on the registry. Someone gets it for you. Beautiful. Don't open it up until like you're for sure that your milk supply is good and you're going to continue breastfeeding. And for the moms who like are breastfeeding, I highly, highly recommend. Wow. I mean, I can't even hear it. I feel like usually when I see in TV shows, they're pumping and it's like, burr, burr, burr. it's like so yeah, loud. So my nighttime routine has been like skincare and then I sit down and pump and that adds like another 30 minutes to my yeah. nighttime routine when I could be sleeping. Sure. So I pump while I do my skincare routine now. Oh, look at her. And now I'm pumping on podcasts. I'm pumping on sales calls. I'm pumping during emails. It's amazing. Cute. I love it. I love a time management. So this perfectly transitions us into the meat the meat and potatoes of the episode, we are going to be going through mindset shifts that we would like to implement in 2023. And I recently read this book. It's called 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. I think I had mentioned it on a previous intro. 
this book has like been everywhere. At first when I was reading it, I felt very, very uncomfortable <laughs> reading it because it really forces you to look at human finitude and like our limits as human beings. Obviously our time here is very, very short and it kind of forces you to confront that, which is very uncomfortable, but also completely necessary. I would highly recommend it, Scout. I think you would really, really enjoy it. But a lot of the mindset shifts that I'm gonna be saying, on at least on my end, have a lot to do with certain tenets of the book. So I'm gonna use some of the quotes to describe some of those mindset shifts. Mm, beautiful, let's go. Is that kosher? That's kosher from me. The cough is not kosher for me. Okay, would you like to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, with my first mindset shift. Go ahead, madame. So uh, there's so, oh my God, there's so many, especially since becoming a mom. It's been like a crazy, crazy just series of mindset shifts for me. The first mindset shift that I'm implementing now and want to continue to bring into my life into 2023 is that overwhelming periods or experiences or moments don't necessarily need to knock you out completely, if that makes sense. So especially, you know, with a newborn, et cetera, there can be times where you feel overwhelmed and tired, et cetera. And in those moments, the mindset shift for me is to accept those moments completely for what they are and to remember that they are limited, that they pass, that they are not forever. And so for me, it's how do I make sure every stressful, not make sure, but like how do I invite acceptance into every stressful, overwhelming or heightened state? Because as I figure out how to work and be a mom or as she's up all night crying or whatever, all the stuff that comes with being a newborn, you have the choice to let that overwhelming moment take over you and induce more overwhelm and frustration and anxiety, et cetera. Or you have a choice to just see it for what it is as a part of a normal human day, a normal human experience and practice acceptance in that moment. So the mindset shift and the mindset tool that I'm really wanting to even strengthen further is that in moments where I don't feel good, like I'd rather feel something else. And I know I've done this a lot with my emotional landscape, but now these emotional experiences aren't happening because of my life. They're happening because like I have no control over how long she cries. I have no control over how many hours she's going to need me if it's just me and her, et cetera. It's accepting that everything is temporary and that everything passes versus feeding into the overwhelm. So I guess to sum it up, like the mindset is to not make overwhelming moments mean anything. Totally. And I, I think this is completely relatable. I feel like a lot of sisters listening, you listening are, are going to feel this. Like there's the uncomfortable situation and then there's your reaction to it. And typically the reaction to it, at least I found in my life, is way worse than the actual yeah. situation at hand. So if you could decrease or eliminate that additional layer of pressure or stress that you are literally putting on yeah. yourself, like you can then navigate these uncomfortable situations and challenges with so much more ease. And it's, you know, yeah. I, I've found at least this year that I've added so much more stress than like certain situations needed to have had, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, I think this is a mindset that I have mastered within, again, like my own emotional landscape and my work and my personal life, et cetera. But I'm trying to like articulate 
the almost like forevertude of it when yeah. it comes to my baby. Like sometimes if I'm, which hasn't happened so much, but of course, like I have a newborn. So in those moments where I'm like, oh my God, this is going to last forever because she is forever. Like I'm always going to have moments where I'm tired or I'm this or I'm that. There's something about the foreverness of these experiences that I'm having that have called me to go even deeper into that mindset, even deeper into acceptance. And so I think it's like wrapped, there's so many, it's wrapped up in a million things. And I'm sorry if I'm not articulating this well, but it's almost like, no, 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 I get it. Yeah. Like when she, when she cries or something, I get so overwhelmed and then I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be like the next year of my life. And then I get really freaked out and it's like coming back to like, exactly what you said. Like my reaction is much worse than what's happening here. Sure. I mean, and this kind of goes into my first mindset, which is basically get really comfy with discomfort. I think obviously we've like, you know, drilled this (laughs) mindset (laughs) into every OKSIS podcast episode, it seems. But obviously I think I still have a lot of work to do around it. And it's fine to just, there's a lot of these mindsets I've been working on. These are not going to be new concepts, right? But these are things that I'm looking to, again, strengthen Mm -hmm. in the new year. But I want to read this Oliver quote where, and this is exactly what you have been saying, that Life is just a process of engaging with problem after problem, giving each one the time it requires. The presence of problems in your life isn't an impediment to a meaningful existence, but the very substance of one. So it literally is in order to maintain your time or be like an emotionally well person, you have to develop this taste for problems. You have to become like obsessed and accept that problems are inevitable. So you trying to reject them, are you trying to put more meaning on them? Are you trying to have this additional reaction to them? Like that is just going to set you up for failure, right? So you might as well literally just accept like, oh, there's going to be like, this is what life is, problem after problem. And I'm not saying Lily's a problem. Well, she might be, we don't know. But challenge (laughs) challenge after challenge after challenge, right? So yeah, there's also What is it? Pain is mandatory, suffering is optional. Ooh, I like that. I wrote that in my book. Didn't you read my book? I did. It was quite some time ago, though. But also, it's so fun because once you really, really develop that concept that you just said, like once you really, really just accept that life is just a bunch of fucking pain that you move through and then you get out the other end and you're stronger and more fulfilled. And And there's more pain. Yeah. Like part of the purpose of being a human being is how do you move through pain? Right. Once you really, really accept that, that's then you're like, oh, what more can I take on? What more do I want to experience? How do I push myself more? Because either way, if you don't do it, you're going to feel pain for being stagnant and not realizing your dreams and being stuck or whatever. So if you're going to experience it any single way, how do you just love the pain so much? Like I love a fucking challenge at this point. I'm like, let's go again. Let's gear up, et cetera. You know? Yeah. Develop a taste for the problems for sure. And then another question is you have to ask is this choice diminishing me or enlarging me? And usually when things are enlarging you, they're uncomfortable, right? But when things are diminishing you, they're the comfortable, they're the safe option. So he says, choose uncomfortable enlargement over comfortable diminishment whenever you can. So again, if there is a choice at hand- This is so crazy. This guy says like the same things that I, I write in my book. Maybe you guys should in like- different words. Get, maybe you guys should go get some tea or something. Oh, is he open? Is he available you for and tea? All, you and all, you and all of us can go get some tea. That one's very good. You know what? That actually reminds me, we should just be a mindset tip is just, which I'm doing is ask yourself questions before you do something. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you don't, then you get like, if you didn't ask yourself, does this diminish or enlarge me? 
you wouldn't have awareness over what the emotional thing is and what you should do next. I've been doing that with um, like food, food and what I'm putting into my body because postpartum is so crazy. I ask myself before every decision I make, how, how do I want to feel? And how do I make a better decision in this moment to feel good? And just doing that question in my head allows me to choose better options that are going to fuel and nurture me better. So if we just stopped and asked ourselves that in larger, whatever question, I feel like it would be so helpful. That kind of brings me into my next mindset shift, which is this increased patience. So I want to slow down and I'm not trying to Mm -hmm. say like decrease my productivity or do less. I'm more so saying like, yeah, taking that minute to ask yourself that instead of autopilot, reaching for the chips or reaching for the thing that you know is bad for you, but actually just like taking a beat to reflect and ask that question and really be truthful to yourself. Like that's what I mean about patience is this Mm -hmm. just slowness, this deep work and thinking, you know, I've recently thrown myself back into more businessy and self-development books and podcasts, like as we're, you know, seeing here. And I don't want to be just reading these, you know, through acceleration and, and speed and just, you know, to do it, to do it. I want to actually sit down and, write down what I learned from this book and and certain quotes and like, how does it relate to my life and things of just really sitting with them. And I think in the past I thought, oh, if I carve out time to do that, like maybe one, one hour or two a week to like sit down and just like reflect, it's somehow you know, whatever you think it's like not productive, but it is like, that is the point of anything is like, you need to let it seep in and give it an opportunity to actually work on you. You know, like it's, if you're reading books and not doing anything about it, you might as well not read the fucking book. Like there is no point to just saying, you know, you're consuming these things and actually trying to grow when you're not taking the time to sit and reflect in it. So I think there's just this like, I want to make sure I'm creating that habit of like maybe every Monday morning is like the time where I sit down with my notion board and I'm just like, what did I consume? What are some revelations? What are things I'm thinking about this week? And just feel like a lot more introspective. And I think it also will lend myself to a lot of great content, right? I think it's going to help me understand my business better. It'll help me understand myself better. It also help me track progress. I think we just kind of like, I feel like I'm just going through the days and I don't know where the progress, what, like, I can't visualize it where this might help that. Yeah. There's, I'm listening to Rob Deerdick on a podcast right now and he's probably too like masculine generator energy for you. However, something that he does that is kind of what you're saying here is that he really tracks his time. Like seriously, like he built a whole software and he tracked his time for, I don't know how long. And then he put it into software and then he like saw how much he was spending on this and this and this and this and this. And he optimized all the areas that he like didn't, he was like, I spent 5% of my life doing that. Fuck no. And he like optimized it so that everything that, I mean, it's very, very systematic and masculine and organized. However, the point is, is that he's so intentional with the way he spends his time that at this point he's been able to cut the fat of the stuff that just like doesn't light him up. And he's like more intentional with what he's actually doing every single day. And obviously he does it to an extreme level. But I think that reminder of taking inventory, like that's what actually, that's a really, that's something I'm going to do next year. Like I'm going through my whole workload and I'm taking inventory on what I do. And this is a very like CEO visionary mindset thing of, what are the tasks that I'm doing every day in my business? And then if there is something on that board that someone else can do in the business, someone else needs to do it. 
my time should only be filled with things that only I can do because that's how one, my time is going to be optimized. Two, I'm going to be in my flow aligned state. Three, I'm going to be creating within my job at my highest potential and my highest capacity and my highest alignment. And four, I am taking away all of these things that don't move the needle, but that actually just drain me and all my energy, right? So that's what I'm going to do. I've been, I've been starting to do it a little bit with my assistant, but I'm really now that we're talking on this podcast, I'm going to create like a whole fucking whiteboard and put down everything and be really, really, really intentional with the tasks I put on my list. So like, am I doing reels? Am I doing TikTok? Like, am I doing the fucking new feature on it? You know, like even down to that, because I think that 40% of our mental load is wasted on shit that we just don't need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And there's this like paradox. I think we feel so addicted to speed and velocity and like output. And then the paradox is that if you think that if you work so quickly and, you know, get things done and get more done, whatever, that you'll have this like satisfaction of free time. But then no. you just fill that time with more speed and more things yeah. and you want to do, you want to do more. So there really is ne- most of it's not moving the needle anyways. Exactly. So I implore everyone to just, yeah, slow down, take a beat, increase that patience, be intentional. Yeah, reflective. I just think there's so much, there's so much that we probably could surface. There's so much creativity. There's so much inspiration, so many ideas that could probably, that are probably brewing inside of us. But if, but we do not create the space and the slowness to mm-hmm. have them come up, right? Like there's just, we're filling it with all this bullshit, yeah, you know what um, Lauren Evans Bostic does? It's a concept. She didn't come up with the concept. I forget who did. Some huge, huge entrepreneur. Um, it's called Think Week. She was talking about this in our latest episode. Yeah. Yeah. She just schedules a whole week for thinking. Like just to like sit in a new environment and think about. And she says that we've lost like the art of just, you know, scheduling and thinking time. So if you don't have thinking time, how do you come up with your next game plan that's actually aligned with you? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I wrote down deep think, deep work, like just look, there's obviously like things I'm, I'm, you know, the only one working on Canva right now. So I have, you know, have to do a million of these random things, but there are like afternoons that go by and I'm just like, what did I even do? Like, I was like one email here, da, 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 this little task, which again, like maybe I just need to reframe that as like, look, this, this is just the point of my business. Like I'm going to have to do stuff like this, but I could be not, I don't really love the word optimizing because I don't think we're machines. I think we're humans. And, but I do think there are ways that I could be like, Hey, this hour on a Monday morning, it's going to be routine. It's going to be a ritual is my like thinking deep, like inner time. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the, what's the, let's do a check in on like uh, the mindset around your inbox. Oh, I don't care about. Well, like some people feel like they have to read and answer every single email as it comes up, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't do that. Like my mindset, my inbox has been, which I used to be one of those people. Like I would not end the day unless every inbox, every email was unread, everything was answered. And what it was doing was like not, it was putting me into tasks that weren't in my flow. And now I've allowed myself to like the gift of taking time to get back to people. So there's that and there's also time blocking. So this is something that Michael Bostick says where 
the assumption that, yeah, you will get back to someone right away or that you're sitting at your computer just waiting for other people's emails to come in and other people to take your time away from you. Rather, you schedule out a time of the day that you're like, okay, this hour is for answering emails, right? To answer all those things and whatever, clear the inbox, if you will. And I kind of think of that also, and I, I haven't been... I haven't been good at this, but I have wanted to try it more effectively is batching time to do like Instagram engagement or responding to DMs, right? Like I feel like I open up the app multiple times throughout the day and then I'm like, oh, let me just respond really quickly here. Let me respond to this comment here. Yeah. Whereas if I were just to be like this hour, I'm responding to every comment, every store, whatever. And then if I don't get to it, then tomorrow I'll get to it in that allotted time, right? So there's this, because it's stealing our our energy and our brain becomes a little scattered that way. Yeah, time matching for me has been difficult because I do it on like a larger concept scale, but I'm not good at doing it on a micro concept scale because my energy, like if I don't feel like doing something, like I just fucking won't do it, you know? Like my energy has to be in, okay, we're answering emails right now. So I have like overarching things like, it's going to change, you know, now that I have a baby, depending on my childcare situation. But like Mondays, I took no calls. It was just for emails, projects, getting stuff done, maybe an OKSIS episode. Fridays were really like when I recorded OKSIS. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, when I took calls, I stopped calls at 3 p.m. Like I have like basic kind of structure, but it was really hard for me to implement a time blocking on a micro level because I have to go where my energy is. You know what I mean? I have to go where the energy is. And if not, then I feel like a machine and it's not lighting me up. So yeah. when I feel the energy to get through my inbox, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I need to take advantage of this because I have an hour and that really feels like fun to me. And then I go all in at that point too. Yeah. Okay, what's another mindset shift on your list? Um, that I can have it all. Mm-hmm. That's been something I posted on my Instagram the other day. That's been something that I know has triggered people in the past and burnt women out because they're operating at full capacity in all areas of their life because they feel like they have to be a mom and a business person and this, 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 this. And so my mindset shift is actually reclaiming that phrase and making I get to have it all be very similar to how we talk about how we get to define success on our own terms. So I get to have it all means anything I desire and want and fulfills and lights me up and aligns with my soul, I get to have. There's no like this or that. It's always an and. Like I get to have it all. For me, that specifically looks like running a successful business and being an intentional, conscious, and present mother, and being a loving wife, and having a beautiful relationship with my family and my friends, living in beautiful spaces, up-leveling my wealth every single year, investing and indulging in beautiful, luxurious material goods and experiences, uh, the lifestyle that I want to live, et cetera. Like, my mindset is that I don't need to compromise. Like, I can have it all. I don't have to do it all, but I can have it all whatever that looks like for me. And I think we all get to have it all, whatever all looks like for you. I agree. I agree. I think, yeah, obviously it can feel triggering because, you know, there's like a pre maybe a pressure element that people are feeling or that they feel like other people have given given other opportunities. But I, I would implore you if you are feeling like triggered or you feel judgmental of that statement, like there's something internally yeah. that you, you need to work through. 
I'll just plug the to be magnetic. <laughs> I just feel like that's <laughs> that's really what she preaches. Lacey is like, you can literally have everything that your heart desire, your soul desires. Yeah. Like you just need to unblock a lot and expand yourself to make sure that it's that it's ready to meet you where mm-hmm. you are, right? And that's that's all. That's really what it is. I love that. And being unapologetic about what you want. That's yes. another big thing for me next year, like mindset wise. Don't settle. Don't be small. Yeah. But sometimes I think about stuff that I want and I'll be like, oh, well, that person doesn't have it or that person doesn't have it. Da, 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 da. And it's just like be unapologetic about your desires. And yeah. that's it. Uh, random observation. You're saying da, 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 a lot. Oh, thank you just for that. You, just letting you know. Thank for- you. A little mindful, future, future mindful <laughs> tip. I don't know if any sisters of you guys were. I was like, okay, you're saying this way too much. Really? Wow. I wasn't even. I didn't even know. Thank you. Okay. So another mindset shift. This is something that I've adopted this year, and I came to the realization of. But I want to truly embody it. Is leaning into radical incrementalism. So what that means is hmm, tell again, me more. again, this is from my new Bible, I guess, 4,000 weeks, but radical incrementalism means breaking things down into super small micro chunks. I feel like I'm a broken record because I say this every single episode, but I, I honestly don't feel like I've completely, completely internalized it. Like I'm talking like, and this is going to be, I feel like this is going to be controversial, but whatever, like undershoot how much you can get in done in a day. Like I'm talking like you put like three things on your to-do list. Uh, I see. Like, you know what I mean? Get get so, so micro and consider that the progress. Consider that the win. Like I sometimes I'm like, oh, I posted an Instagram and, a t- and three TikToks today and I answered one email. Like, oh, I was not productive. And like, maybe I had some call, but no, like that is it. Like that is my tasks. And that is going towards obviously a bigger macro goal, but like living in the incrementalism and like living in that bit by bit, bite-sized type of tasks and momentum, because that is the compound interest that then gets you to your goals. That's also what helps to sustain a whole lifetime of a career. If you are just again, the speed and the velocity at which you're operating, as well as thinking too macro, you will burn out and you will not get anything done because it feels way too overwhelming. Okay. I think about, I know I talked about this when Lauren was on last week with, uh, about Camber. It's like, okay, we wanted to raise a pre-seed round. Even just saying that you're like, what the fuck, where do I start? And I literally did this practice. I said, let me do it as what I've always done before. Okay. Step one, we need to create a deck. Okay. Step two, write the outline of the deck. Go research what needs to be in a deck and then write the outline. That's it on day one. You know, I don't then create the deck. I don't like, okay, day two. And so it was so, so bite-sized and like attainable day by day. And I did one thing a day, okay? I'm not doing it all at once and creating the, and staying up all night and creating the deck and then starting the meetings the next day. No, again, the slowness, this intentional, that is, it. this is a fucking marathon. This is not a sprint. Yes, I mean, I don't relate, but yes. You don't relate to micro tasks? No. Like, I mean, I just, I like that 
go all crazy and get it all done because I get really excited and I can't stop. So I, I like breaking things up into small tasks doesn't, I don't know why, it's just never made me feel better. It's actually overwhelmed me more for some reason. Mm. I don't know why. Like when I think about something really big, I never really, like putting it into bite-sized stuff stresses me out actually. Mm. That's weird because that is like the way that most people are able to feel like it's approachable because it seems now so little. Yeah, I I see. For, but for me with the, I mean, I guess I just don't operate like that. Like the way mm -hmm. I, when I think of something that I want to do, I get so excited that I, I, I'm energy first, like versus systems first, I think. Like I'm not that great at systems. Like you are so fucking good at systems and it helps you so much. Systems like stress me out and they make me feel really constrained versus... I get so excited about something and then I just go. Mm. Okay. And then like but I could but but I think also radical incrementalism can also be part of like let's say like a morning routine, right? Yes. Like let's say a goal of yours is to be more mindful or, you know, increase your joy threshold. Like yeah. meditating and journaling every day, like you might not feel it after one day, but that's that incremental progress that you then ultimately feel for the larger goal. That's more so what I'm oh, trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes more sense to me on like an, like for my emotional stuff, I guess I do that more. Yeah. Or like working out if I do five minutes every day versus an hour Barry's boot camp. It's so funny. It's like so fascinating to me how different systems and different languages speak to different people, you I know, know, like that idea, I immediately just thought of my business and I was like, what is she talking about? That sounds terrible for me. But then when I think about it in relation to like working out, I'm like, oh, that's perfect for me for working out. Yeah. I mean, Ben always says this analogy to me. Someone said, I don't know who it was, sorry. They didn't run 26 miles, like a marathon that was 26 miles. They ran one mile 26 times. Yeah, that's good that's how you see it. You know what I mean? So it's like that type of mentality. Yeah, that's good. Okay. What, is, what else do you got? <sighs> I think for me that it's really hard for me to come back to the podcast, to be honest, because I feel like I'm so much in a transitionary period that like my thoughts and my theories and my philosophies and what I'm working on are so fluid and different, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I would say that something that I need to do to accomplish what I want to accomplish and survive my days with that intentionality and that presence is to be incredibly, and I know you don't like the word optimize too, but to really optimize my time. Like it's almost as if next year and right now that I'm going into is how can I optimize my time so significantly that every time I'm doing something, I'm fully engaged in that. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm podcasting. That's what I'm doing. I'm at the office. I'm working. That's what I'm doing. I'm not taking a call with my team and like chatting about this and chatting about that. I'm not dilly-dallying over here because I would like to get home to my daughter by 3.30 and be with her. And so for me, the mindset is really, really thinking about my time and how, how I cannot waste a second or a minute of it and have all of it going towards something that either moves the needle or fulfills me or rejuvenates me or restores me or replenishes me or puts me forward in my business or gives me time with my daughter or gives me sleep time or gives me alone time, et cetera. It's just like really taking inventory on my schedule and where I'm placing my attention and fine tuning that to be exactly where I want it to be. I think that's great. I think that feels 
very mindful, very in the present moment. Mm -hmm. That makes complete sense. Okay, my last mindset shift, and then I want to give two, or I want to give one more like just reminder for people that I found thought was really profound from the book. My last Ooh. mindset shift is relish in daily simple pleasures and gratitude. Obviously, we're gratitude whores over here. We know that. <laughs> but I, this quote really struck me. Where's the logic in constantly postponing fulfillment until some later point in time when soon enough you won't have any later left? Mm, yeah, I saw you post that on your Instagram. That's a good one. So, you know, I sent you a voice note the other yesterday. I took the day. I've been wanting to finish this fucking book and it's just been taking me so long. So I was like, you know what? I just, again, I need to like just dedicate time. Also this I want to also shift my, shift my mindset to understanding that like reading these types of book, like this is my work. Like this is helping me in every other realm. And sometimes I think like, oh, I'm reading, like it's not work. And it's, it's like, no, this is helping me show up better. So this is something that I put on my task list. And I was like, read this book. That is what I have to do today. So I went to my favorite place in Malibu and I sat and I read for like three or four hours. And then I just, you know, I was journaling as I was, you know, just all these thoughts, again, talking about the like intentional reflection period, this like deep mm -hmm. think, you know, and I just was like, why don't I do this more? Like, why is this such a rare occurrence? I live 40 minutes away from this beautiful spot and why don't I take advantage? Like, why do I wait until some... The weekend. Yeah, why do we live in Southern California and never see the fucking ocean? Yeah, like, why do I wait? Like, I can't, and also I have crafted my life and my job and my schedule around a flexibility that I get to do this. So why wouldn't I? So I don't know, it just made me realize that we keep po postponing fulfillment and we keep feeling like there's going to be a time later in the future and this like, un whatever, we're, we're going to have it all figured out. We're going to have all the time in the world to go to Malibu. No, like your life is not a dress rehearsal. It's fucking happening now. So don't postpone those moments. You can carve them out. You can do them, you know? And it's just, it made me, it really sunk in for me that I, I need to make sure I am intentional about inputting simple pleasures and truly feeling the joy of them and gratitude and like daily, daily, daily. When you sent me that voice note, I was so happy because I thought you were going to, you said I just had the best day and I was like waiting for you to tell me something exciting that happened to you and nothing happened to you. It was just like you were being, and that was like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, that's, it's a major, major shift. Yeah. And oh, this is perfect for the next realization that I wanted to bring up. So this is a quote as well from the book. It says, peace of mind and an exhilarating sense of freedom comes not from achieving the validation, but from yielding to the reality that it wouldn't bring security if you got it. So this is just a reminder to everyone that if you're operating from a place of seeking external validation, whether that's from your family, whether that's from your ex, whether that's, whether from, that's from TikTok, whether it's from TikTok in society, it will never be as meaningful as validation from yourself. And I feel like I always knew that kind of, but I didn't see it in my, in my brain until a couple weeks ago when mm -hmm. I received validation from someone that I thought for so long I would have like, I desired validation from. And it, didn't do anything. It didn't do anything to my self-worth. It didn't like miraculously make me this like, you know, aware and like confident person. And I was like, huh, so why the fuck am I 
looking for validation from anyone, like even an investor, like every single process I'm going through, I am no longer care about this validation. Like it all comes, like think back to the time. Oh, that's so, that's so good. Right? Like think back to the time that your partner or someone gave you a compliment or told you you're beautiful. Like, did you really, like when they said that, did you say, oh yeah, oh my God. (laughs) Thanks for telling me. I didn't know. Like, thanks. I'm now beautiful and I think I'm beautiful and you've completely internalized that and now that's how you operate. No, it is literally something that happens. Of course, it's beautiful and nice. It's a nice to have, but coming to the realization that it's not gonna give you the security that you are envisioning in your head is like, Whew, it's like a release. Like you literally are never going to get the validation you're thinking of. So just fucking let, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I, that's interesting that you bring up the partner thing because every time, every time I feel like, oh, I really would like Adam to tell me I'm beautiful right now. It's actually that I have to tell myself that I'm beautiful. Like exactly. that external validation isn't going to actually fill that cup or really make me believe that. And so I'll be like, oh, do I look pretty today? And he'll say yes. And I'm like, that didn't, that, that didn't, didn't do work. what I wanted. Yeah. And it, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Always internal. And it's, it's crazy. It just all comes back. <laughs> that's actually like something that I've been fiercely, fiercely dedicated to in the last six months is my money mindset, which is like a whole nother conversation. But it reminds me of that because people think like when I have this much amount of money, I will treat my money differently or I will believe different things about my security or I'll feel safer. But I know a lot of people, sorry, whoops. I know a lot of people with a lot of money who still feel that same level of instability and fear that they felt when they were broke. Like Mm -hmm. that's a mindset. Like they got the validation and yet they still feel like that. So how can I be constantly in relationship with money. That's a really beautiful and supportive way. How can I validate my safety and security and capability to survive in this world first within and then look at money as like this beautiful resource that I get to have, that I get to be in flow with, that I get to give, that I get to be generous with, that I get to build on. So I think probably this year, money mindset has been the biggest mindset work that I've been doing. Like I enrolled in Money Mentality Makeover by Amanda Francis. I've read a million money books. I listen to money podcasts all the time. I almost like want to debunk. And I know you and I have talked about this. Like I believe women should talk about money. I believe women should talk about how much they earn if they feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to. But I feel like when a woman says how much money she makes, I think that that should be a shift in mindset to expand all of us versus us to feel like she's greedy or she's this or she's that or she got lucky or it's because of her parents or like whatever fucking story we tell ourselves when we see someone with money. So I think probably actually you said mindset shifts for 2023. And when I was reflecting on that, I didn't even think about money as one of them, even though that's like literally the main mindset work that I'm personally doing right now in my life. I feel like I'm doing that as well. I think I'm in the process of unlearning a lot of limiting beliefs and also traumatic, not traumatic, but things people have said to me Mm-hmm. about my relationship with money and about, you know, saying things like I'm bad at it or I don't respect it or I'm, you know, whatever. So there's been there's been things said to me that I then internalized, which yeah, then became which like an avoidance. This. And then, you know, it, I've been confronted a lot with it as I'm raising money because although it's not personal finance. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm like, am I not securing the capital because perhaps I still have a little more to do in terms of feeling deserving and showing the universe that I am good with money, right? So there's a lot that I do 
especially with the to be magnetic manifestation challenge, a lot of it had literally the, I'm bringing through the challenge, the pre-seed round and basically like, what do I still need to unblock and expand? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is around, you know, like limiting beliefs of like, oh my God, if they, when they give me the money, will I just waste it all? Or what will I do? Yeah. How to, you know what I mean? And so there's, again, setting systems in place of, you know, I've done so much work in my personal finance this year. And so those are mirrors. Like that's, that's me showing the universe, like, Hey, I actually can manage and feel good about money and know how to use it and know what to do and know t how to be organized with it. So that's showing like, Oh, actually yeah. I can get this pre-seed round because I'm doing it in other elements. So so that's definitely something that I come across as well. I have an interesting idea. Let me know if it lands. We don't have to do this, but maybe we should tell each other because obviously this year, I feel like specifically has been such a big year of growth for both of us. We've been talking so much more about mindset, so much more about limiting beliefs, so much more about the internal work, et cetera, to like create this life that we want, manifestation, all that good stuff. Can we give each other, based off what we've heard that another say, like a challenge, a mindset challenge for next year that we think would benefit the other? Sure. I mean, I feel like it would be easier to come up with one for me, but I, because I mean, you're like the biggest expander I have in terms of like oh. life and mindset. Thank you. Wow. I wrote it down in my little expander notebook. I say, oh my God. because you've, so like a lot of the mindsets even on this list or things that you already have mastered. So I don't really know really what oh my God. to say. Thank you for, thank you for that validation. Cause I can walk you through what my ego was saying while you were saying all those things. No, let's not. Let's. What? Okay, fine. You want to go? Well, because the, no, because the ego, we don't want to fuel the ego. No, but we can acknowledge it because everyone has one and it makes people feel like a little bit better about their little ego that comes up. Okay. What's your, what is your ego? While saying? you were saying some of those things, I was th my inner child was thinking to myself, oh, I've talked to her about this stuff, but when other people say it, it resonates more for her than when I say it. But like to hear you say that validation like makes me feel good about mm -hmm. myself. But I don't, you know, I should validate myself, not have someone like we just talked about. Oh, yeah. Okay, the last thing I want to say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get deep and you're like, okay, next thing, go on. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, Scout, I have a little quiz for you. What is the one phrase that I say all the time and it's like the best advice that I always give? Be easy. <laughs> no. The OG sisters will know about be easy, but no. What's the one thing I say all the time? I have no idea. Oh my God. Do the next right thing. Oh, yes. Okay. yes, 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 yes. So as I was just set, I'm going to set the scene. I'm in Malibu. I'm overlooking the ocean, better views than Nobu Malibu. I'm, I'm looking over and I'm reading this book. And at the end, he is quoting the original quote of do the next right thing, which is by Carl Jung. And it actually is quietly do the next and most necessary thing. And then he goes on to say that it's been distilled into do the next right thing. And I never knew the origin of it. I, I just heard Emily Weiss say it on Kara Swisher's podcast years and years ago. And I just like burst into tears when I was reading that because it all just felt like this book was made for me or like speaking to me. And although I already you know, feel that quote so deeply, 
it was just an incredible way for it to come to me in its original format. Oh my God, does Maddie connected to the universe? Maddie's it's connected to the universe. Remember when I couldn't say oh universe with a straight face? Yeah, remember when I couldn't say pussy with a straight face? Look how far we've come. Look how far <laughs> we've come. But seriously, that moment that you experience is like the fucking miracle of life. Like that is the sacred, holy coincidence, guided, supportive, juicy, beautiful miracle of life. And like, one, it happens to all of us all the time, but we don't even like take a moment to realize how cool yeah. it is because we think it's a logical random coincidence. We're like, nah, that wasn't meant for me. Like that's just random. That's also something I want to be better at in the new year is being alert to noticing those things. Cause sometimes I let them slip by, but when you do notice it, it's like, that's what, jo that's the joy of life. Like those are the simple pleasures. So like you're robbing yourself of that joy if you're not alert enough to recognize them. And that's where life is magical. Like life is literally magical when you recognize those things. Like how amped are you and I just thinking about that moment? Because I know what that moment felt like for you because I've had so many of them myself. And we're not geeking out and going crazy over like I made this much money or someone validated me or my post went viral or I succeeded in business or whatever. We're like, holy shit, we had a full circle moment in the beauty of life in front yeah. of a gorgeous ocean in a book and like everything's connected. Sorry. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with me? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? I think you just go on these rambles that you just wrap it up with that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that, that. I, I love talking you. Talking about wrapping it up. So we have beautiful. got to go. Okay. Oh shit. We've been talking for a while. Oh my God. See, 111. 111 on my thing. I looked at it right now. So Miracle. I also, I want to be one of those girlies that like recognizes numbers like that. Oh. Like I feel like JC Marie Smith always posts whatever her number is. Like people all, and like they see addresses they see it on their phone yep. they see it in the car like yep. i don't see numbers like that but i want i like want to be more alert to like seeing things like that it's like a nice like i don't celebrate easter but i would imagine it's like a nice easter egg hunt like right. I'll, I'll like look and i'll see 777 and i'll just take two seconds and smile and be like oh hi universe i love you too and then keep going and that just makes my day better yeah I love it. Okay, Scout, it's so nice to have you back on the pod. We missed you. We missed the sisterly banter. I missed you so much. And I'm excited to come to San Diego for Chanika so that I can smush little Lily and see her IRL, except uh, other than on the phone. And we're going to have a whole okay sis day, and it's going to be fantastic. I'm and so excited. Just, again, being super intentional about how we move into the new year. I've just been feeling like this whole month has been such a like, again, just like a, what have I learned? And let's like, mm. let's like crystallize it. Let's crystallize yeah. it for the 2023. Ooh, alchemize it. Um, yay. We'll have an, even another day like that. Cause I have so many intentions for okay sis for next year sisters that I haven't shared with Mads yet. So stay tuned on stay tuned. okay sis 2023. Okay. Love you sisters. Love you. Bye.